This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. Plus, their Super Bowl special gives you up to fifty, or gives you fifty percent off off their premium data. Just go to BetQL.com promo code SGP fifty. That's BetQL.com promo code SGP fifty. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is the stock exchange for sports bets. It allows you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is you bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG, and it's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R Edge.com, promo code SGP. All right, welcome back, DGens. We're here for the Waste Management Open. Uh, it's myself, Boston Capper, and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Are you ready for this week, baby? Pretty stacked field, man. It is, and I mean, it's one of the best tournaments of the year. There's going to be a lot of golf bets we can do, and later on in the week, there's going to be a lot of golf prop and Super Bowl prop crossover prop, you know, bets we can do. So, yeah, yeah let's uh, kick it off with just uh, golf only content tonight, and uh, let's get some, let's get it rolling. Yeah, absolutely, man. So it is funny. So they're doing what they're doing to doing 20, 20% at, at this place. Is that right? Uh, for capacity? Yeah. Fans. Yeah. Well, I mean for the stadium course. Yes. So they're letting 5,000 people into this around the 16th. There only 8,000 on the ground though. So, which makes sense. I mean, you don't want to get, you know, 250,000 people, you know, hammered and running around doing it, but you know, listen, I mean, having 5,000 people at the 16th, you know, they're going to be making noise. It'll be nice having them. It'll, uh, it'll provide nice, uh, energy for, uh, yeah. the tournament that, uh, you know, I, that I I'll even admit this is big of me to admit. I miss the fans. It'll be oh. nice to see them this week. I mean, coming from you, I mean, that's saying something that means we are at the end of the pandemic people. Cause that means Steve's just about to snap. If he misses fucking fans, that man, listen, is it, how bad did you get, did you get snow up there? Oh, we're, uh, it is currently still snowing and I am planning on shoveling the foot of snow. That's going to dump overnight at four 30 in the morning. Well, you know, you know where there's no snow, Steve, uh, where Florida, Florida buddy, there's no oh, yeah. come south, bro. Come south. Listen, there's maniacs down here, but there's no fucking snow. Like where I grew up, they got 18 fucking inches of wet shit last night. Fuck that. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's why old people die of heart attacks trying to shovel their fucking walkway in their driveway. And then some snowplow asshole comes up and just fucking throws it right back at the end of the driveway and end of the fucking walkway. That's oh it. yeah. There's been a lot of times I've been in my suit uh walking out after I've just shoveled the snow. And uh yep, again. plow plow sees uh my clean driveway I'm like, oh, let's just dump all the snow back in there. So, <laughs> that's right. That, that, that's a day that ends in Y up here in uh, lovely Western New York. <laughs> well, listen, this is literally one of my w- wife's least favorite weekends of the year. Cause I typically golf on Saturday and then we got golf all day while we're cooking and we're drinking and then roll the super bowl. And typically the Patriots are in it. So yeah, I'm throwing a big party this year. Not so much, but you know, Hey, it's still going to be uh still going to be a great day, man. And uh, I just hope they don't go to a playoff. I just, I, I just no playoffs this year. Let's end it. We're gonna have weird prop bets on national anthem and shit like that. We gotta watch all our money. No playoffs, please. Let's have somebody just run out and take it. Well, I mean, for the last five years, I went to a playoff, so uh, odds are good that you're gonna miss uh, the <laughs> coin toss and uh, the national, national anthem, anthem. You're gonna have to go see on the internet uh, who won. Listen, man, I'll, I'll have two screens if necessary. Okay. <laughs> the, um, all right. So let's talk about what everybody already knows in this course, right? It's ball strikers and. That's it, right? I mean, that's the most important thing this week, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think one thing we didn't really talk about uh, on Sunday is that this course is at elevation, so these guys are getting a little bit of uh, added distance, you know, because of the thinner air there. So I think that's kind of reason why uh, bombers tend to do well here, just because it gives them a little extra boost to get over the bunkers. I mean, but still, like, it, it's very possible for a short, accurate hitter to do well here. You know, we've seen Webb Simpson do well. Ricky's not the longest guy in the field either, and, you know, he's has a great career here. So, I mean, overall, it just 
ball striking. So I, you know, one of the things you can do is if you're, you know, sophisticated with your stats, you can combine strokes gained off the tee and approach, you know, that kind of, I like using that. It tends to level the playing field between a shorter hitter. Who's really good with their irons and a longer hitter who is short, you know, hit a lot of shorter approaches into the greens are not gaining as much as they do, you know, as well there, um, you know, combine your scoring clubs. Um, you know, it's very important to especially birdie the par fives. Uh, that's another key stat too. You know, so if you want to combine your strokes, gain approach and putting, you know, again, that kind of puts guys who, you know, because the greens are pretty big, most people are going to hit the green regulation. If we're not putting it, you know, as close to the hole as some of the premier ball strikers, they can roll in the putts. It kind of puts those guys in the even playing field too. You know, good drive percentage. Um, you know, there is some water out here. It's not all that big, but you know, the rough, even though the rough isn't all that penal, like last week, you know, you can still get yourself in a little bit of trouble. You can still find yourself in the, you know, at the bottom of the cactus bush or something. So as long as, you know, you're just in a position to hit the green regulation and two, you know, good. And then as far as where guys are hitting from in the fairway, it's between about, you know, 125 yards if you're a bigger hitter and we need between 150, 175 if you're a, a shorter hitter. So, you know, short irons, mid irons, that's probably it's, that's when again, you know, going to get tested the most this week. All right. And, and I mean, we're clearly focusing on uh, guys who are good putting on Bermuda, right? <laughs> so I, I, I sent a uh, angry text message to uh, my uh, esteemed co-host. It's like fucking six in the morning. You texted it too. <laughs> if, if I hear one more goddamn person this week saying, Oh, well, you know, he's really good on putting on fast Bermuda. I just want to throw my fucking phone <laughs> to the wall. I mean, I mean, seriously, like you just, just Google what overseeding golf courses. Like it's like, I even heard the excuse too, that, Oh, well, you know, it's, I, someone actually admitted that yes, there's some overseeing on the golf course. Good job. You know, it's you know, nice self-awareness, but because they sprinkle a little bit because they want it to be green because waste management is the host. Like, no, do you not know what overseeing is? It's because otherwise it looks like a brown piece of shit out there. That is why you oversee golf courses. It happens at thousands of golf courses in the United States. So this isn't new. I'm not sure why there's a disconnect, but Hey, you know what? Listen, if a lot of people want to treat this, like it's Wiley or Sedgefield country club, you know, that's the putting service they're putting on go right ahead. You're going to know because you listen to this, it's a bent poem mix. And even like, if you look at this golf course, it is emerald green. It looks <laughs> nothing like a Bermuda golf course. I mean, you, you live in Florida, you know, what Bermuda looks oh, yeah. like. It looks nothing, nothing like, like it. there. nothing, nothing, no. nothing whatsoever. The, uh, the, it is funny. Like uh, you sent me that this morning. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I get it. And it's funny. Cause I, like I told you, I didn't listen to a whole bunch of shit today. Cause I was kind of busy. Uh, but the one thing I listened to, they talked about it. I was like, huh? It's like, how about that? No wonder Steve's so goddamn tricking. <laughs> yeah, weird, right? <laughs> so weird. So weird. I get an angry text at 6 a.m. I'm up having my first cup of coffee at 6 30, and I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> started Steve's my day already off. triggered. <laughs> Steve's already triggered. Sunrise. Started my day off with a laugh, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So, is there any like weather concerns? It didn't look like anything that we looked at, right? Just fucking typical desert weather, right? No, I mean, it, it like all around the Southwest, it, there was a little bit of a drought in December, and then, you know, about a week ago, it got the golf course about a half inch of rain. You know, I mean, there's no rain in the forecast this week. Honestly, so when it came here on Sunday, it looked like there was going to be some wind uh, in the final round. That is no longer the case. It's going to be, you know, the temperature's going to be a little cool, but at elevation, the ball is still going to, you know, fly a little farther, you know, that what these guys are used to, but honestly, no wind. I mean, five to eight miles per hour every day. It comes from the same direction every day out of the North. So this is going to be like playing in a dome. And I think we'll talk about a couple guys later on that these perfect ideal weather conditions kind of sets up pretty well for them. Yeah, there's uh there's a really short number guy that I'm already on and like whatever. He's just so short. I don't even care. Like whatever. I bet him outright immediately. I don't give a shit. Like whatever. Like this is gonna be a birdie fest and fucking perfect conditions and you know who that favors. So uh yes. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna jump on it before it gets even shorter and I feel even worse with taking the fucking number. Um all right, so uh it looks like basically Everybody loves the ball strikers this week, right? I mean, 10 K and above it's Rom and Xander JT Webb, all super popular, um, in the nine K range, uh, burger, Willie Z uh, uh, Palmer. Cause he did it. He, he's anytime I'm off, I'm fucking, he goes well. Uh, and it was a Rom week and Sanjay. I, I'm surprised Sanjay is, is, uh, 
is popular again, but he is. And then the normals, right? Uh, Ricky, Bubba, the fucking all 10 years ago lineup. Uh, <laughs> and then Connors, Burns, Norlander, and Ben on. Yeah, just- I'm, I, I mean, so with the advent of a fantasy national where, you know, all the stats are available at one click, when everybody's talking about ball striking is what gets it done, obviously you just gr- see a lot of people gravitating towards the best ball strikers. And it's very easy to spot those on those types of websites. So yeah. most of the guys this week that are very popular, again, you know, 10% ownership, maybe pushing, you know, eight or nine, if you're getting a little cheaper, they all have one thing in common. They're very good off the tee. They're very good with their irons, you know, putting can be a little hit or miss, but it seems like a lot of people are parroting the same thing. So it's going to be hard with the strategy this week, what you want to use to be able to try to differentiate yourself because there are a lot of really chalky names. Oh, yeah. Like they, they're not going to have like maybe like 20, 22% ownership. Like we saw with like a Sepp Straka a couple weeks ago, but like all in the te- like a lot of guys are going to have like in the teens ownership. And oh, yeah. it's going to be your job to find out what's good chalk and what's going to bomb out. And it really is. And there's, there's really a really good ball striker that I'm going to need all the help in the world not to put in my lineups. All right. Well, <laughs> I will talk you off. I'll try to talk you off that ledge unless here's something we, uh, you guys don't know. So for every podcast I do, I type up a show sheet that basically shows everything we're going to talk about and pretty much everything that comes out of this crazy mind that you're listening <laughs> to right now. And uh, due to a couple things that happened today with work, uh, I basically sent a skeleton uh, <laughs> format to my co-host here. So he has absolutely no idea really where I'm going to go with this. I mean, my column is up on sports podcast.com right now. He kind of has a good idea about where my head's at, but I'm going to have some takes that probably are going to surprise him tonight. So uh, yeah. this will be a good one. Absolutely. All right, man. So uh, why don't you start breaking down the, well, actually, before we do that, let's uh, uh, before we actually jump into the DFS. Uh, I got to let you know, listen, uh, we're getting SG, SGPN is giving away squares. All right. So it's 500 bucks in cash via super bowl squares, super easy to enter. All you gotta do is go to sports slash squares, submit a screenshot of you leaving a review five stars for the golf gambling podcast. You get a square. That's it. But it's gotta be for the golf gambling podcast. All right. So send it in sports slash squares uh, for all the details, man. Listen, go get yourself a free fucking square. It takes you 10 seconds to click the stars and leave a review. All right. That's it. Do it. Bitches. All right. Sorry. I love you guys. I mean, that's very bitches. persuasive. <laughs> Listen, uh, I react better to the, uh, to the whip instead of the carrot. So that's why I uh, approach everybody else. Uh, <laughs> all right. Why don't you break down the 10 K golfers for us, Ben? Well, I, I, I mean, I think, I think everyone's a good option here. Like I, I don't really have much to nitpick about anybody. I mean, you can pick, you can nitpick John Rom because we talked about on Sunday, you know, recapping the farmer's insurance open that just the putter is a problem. You know, he switched to a new odyssey putter. Like it, it, he was missing some short putts at Kapalua. He was missing some short putts at Tory. Like what's weird though. He actually ended up, I think to the plus side on strokes game putting over the three pounds, but I don't know. I just, this is why I don't really trust that because my eyeballs told me he couldn't fucking putt and you're telling me he ended up with a plus number. At fucking yeah. I mean, maybe that was something from round one. I'm not sure. I'd have to go through each round, but I mean, listen, like John Rahm has great course history here. Not really a whole lot to fall. He's still hitting the ball. Great. Like that's fine. Like, I mean, Xander is Xander. Um, I mean, he's way overdue for a win. Nope. It just the ball striking numbers or putting numbers to say, I mean, I guess if I could nitpick Xander, he gained five strokes putting across three rounds. That is a big number. So, I mean, he's a good putter. I think he's actually leading everyone in strokes game putting over the last like 30 rounds or something. It's actually pretty nuts. So, you know, even if that goes down, he's a good enough ball striker to kind of compensate. So you got to think about that with him. So I mean, is that, I mean, you know, Rory had his typical Sunday meltdown, but, and he hasn't played here before, but he's Rory. He's still doing fine. You know, I mean, this is a golf course that I think he can attack and do well at. So I don't see a reason why, you know, you know, he's not getting as much popularity as the other guys. So that's probably the pivot play in this range. But I mean, you do have concerns about him finishing, you know, that's now a couple tournaments in a row and going all the way back to last year. You can't do it. And then Webb, like, I don't think Webb belongs with these guys, but it's because he's a former winner. You last know, year I mean, he was ridiculous. I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense. He, he belongs with these guys for now, right? For yeah. Now. I mean, I, I mean, I guess if you want to nitpick with him, he gained nine strokes putting at the Sony, <laughs> but that was 
a couple of weeks ago, you kind of have to reset that at that point. It's not like last week where you can kind of immediately fade right, him. So, yep. yeah, I mean, he has a great course history. He lost it a decade in a playoff, I think in 2017, he won it last year. You know, these, he's one of those guys that, you know, the accurate guys, but they're really good iron players do well. So I mean, not a whole lot here, but uh, I mean, I think my strongest take is on Justin Thomas and uh, I'll, I'll let you jump here first with your take before I, uh, I reveal mine. I, I, I love JT here. Why wouldn't I love JT here? Easy conditions. One of the best iron players in the world. Like when he just came back from overseas, whatever, it doesn't matter. They fly private. I don't give a shit. Like I love JT here. Like I'm afraid everybody else is going to love JT here, but I love JT here. Like, I think he's going to smoke it. Like there's going to be a little, little bit of crowd, right? Not too much where they're going to break his balls too much. And maybe his sensey feelings get hurt a little bit, but I love JT. Are yeah, you going the I opposite mean- way? No. Oh, you scared me for a minute. <laughs> no, I mean, you basically summed up what I was going to say. I'll throw a couple of things on top of that. But um, so he was cut at Abu Dhabi. And actually, uh, I'm not sure when they started doing this, but Data Golf, which is my golf website that I use for all my stats, have actually started revealing what the individual European tour strokes gain data is, which is Ooh. something I had never seen before. So mm-hmm. I noticed in Abu Dhabi that so he missed the cut. But his ball striking was great. He just had a terrible putting round. That's it. That's why he missed the cut. And listen, he's probably jet lagged. Probably didn't go well. So before that, he actually was putting pretty well. He got a suitcase full of cash to show up. He didn't have to perform. Well, that and I mean, (laughs) this is detrimental to me because now I'm just going to go back a year's worth of European tour data and just start populating my spreadsheet. It's going to be a mess. But uh, but it'll be it'll be it'll be for the good. It's going to improve everything. But I mean, listen, like you know, he's one of those guys where again, if you want to take his last tournament, great ball striking, just bad putting. I mean, he had actually, you know, I think one of the things we complained about JT last fall is the putter was kind of squirrely. It's actually in, in the, the drive. Couple, the drive. Well, that, I mean, both have kind of improved yeah, I know. since then. So, you know, I think he just hit on, this is Justin Thomas weather. It's going to be playing in a dome. And you know, one of the things we look at with him is if it starts wind, begin windy or like rain, so it's why we're never going to like him for the open championship. He's never probably never going to win, never. but this is going to be dead calm, you know, a golf course for him. And the last point is why Justin Thomas, I think is going to win this week is he's actually in a winless drought, which you wouldn't think, but he's actually, so he hasn't won in 11 starts, which is actually his third longest drought (laughs) since 2017. How ridiculous is that? I know it's ridiculous. Ridiculous stat. (laughs) Well, he's a prolific winner. I know that's what's ridiculous. That. So his yeah, so his other droughts were between the 2017 Sony Open, which listen, he was still a young player, and then he won the PJ Championship, and then between 2018 and 2019, where he won the CJ Cup, but then he had a wrist injury, so that uh-huh. kind of ended his summer. But then he won the BMW Championship. Ever since then, like I mean, he wins clipping. every like three events, six yeah. events, like he's 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 nine a, events. He's a blind bet. Like yeah. he's a blind bet. Like. I don't care how short the odds are. Like I said, he's the one who I was talking about in the beginning. Like whatever. I've already have him on my outrights. You don't have to wait till the end of the show. I already have JT as my outright. Like, like he's a blind bet. Like he really is at this point. Like wherever he plays, just throw some cash down on him so you don't feel like a fucking idiot when he wins. So here's the other thing too. No one is really talking about him this way. I know. All the talk is on Rom, is on Xander. I've heard some web talk. I mean, there's a lot of folks kind of talking about Rory, but JT kind of just brushed aside whenever they talk about the ten thousand dollar range and I mean, I, he's my favorite in this group. I, I think he's going to win. I mean, I'm probably, I'm going to have a ton of exposure on him at DFS and I, I'm hesitant. I'm looking for, I'm trying to look for other ways to jump on JT without trying to justify betting him nine to one. That just, there's something oh, with me that just don't doesn't give a sit shit. well with. And it's already down to eight to one. I got him at nine to one. He's already down to eight. So it's okay. like there's already tickets on him. Right. I don't give so, a shit. Well, I, I'm see, probably is, not. It's only a good number if it fucking hits. Right. All right. I'm, I'm probably not going to be on him for outrages because I cannot bring myself at one of these events to bet him under 10 and one, especially after what happened to Bryson at the masters. But I am going to try and do whatever it takes to make money off JT. Oh, in other I, ways I have a, in the matchups, there's, there's a ridiculous matchup. There's a ridiculous matchup. I'm there sure you're let's, let's say that for the end of the show. Oh, oh, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, any other takeaways of 10,000 bucks. I mean, I think all these guys are, you can make a case for all of them. All of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. They're, I mean, all, this, they're all good players, all good fits for this golf course. So I think yeah, we, it's just a matter of how you want to build it. Right. That's it. It's just a matter of how you want to build it. I mean, in reality, I mean, if you want to be real ballsy, I mean, you could fade the fucking 
10 K and up range. I don't think it's smart, but, but you could, <laughs> I mean, yeah, best of luck to you. Right. Listen, I get it. I mean, so, all right. So you can go down to the nine K range. Cause there's guys with course history here, solid players. I mean, you got Hideki burger, Sanjay English, <laughs> Ryan Palmer, Scotty Shuffler, and Will Z. Um, so as we talked about English is dead to me. So I'll let Steve fucking talk about him. Cause I, I just can't get a read on that guy. Uh, same thing, uh, same thing with Palmer. Like I, I like him again this week, but guess what? Every time I like him, he doesn't do well. So we'll take that as your own point. I really like Hideki and I like Will Z. Those and, and him. I like Sanjay this week too. Um, those are my three guys in this range. Uh, I, I get when you're building DFS that $9,000 for Will Z seems like a lot, but holy shit, man. That dude can fucking hit his goddamn irons. Can he not, Steve? Like, holy shit. Like, this is a this is a kid who is gonna be good. And how many was this like fucking 10, 12 podcasts ago? I was like, some guy I've never fucking heard of that everybody else is talking about. And now I know who he is, and now I'm now I'm basically sweating him. I'm like, oh yeah, this kid's gonna be awesome. Well, didn't you last week complain about his eighty one hundred dollar price and why I did. Long. I yeah. did. And, that's, and, that's I, and, I, and I gave you the stat about what his corn fairy stats were. And you kind of rolled your eyes. What's the corn fairy? Just no, no, no. I, I told you, you made my decision. I took Will Z over Billy Hush. Okay. Well, there you go. Right. I mean, the kid's a real deal. Unfortunately, everyone and their mom is on I Will know. Z this week. And I mean, listen, like, all right, let me play devil's advocate with Willie Z. So he had a good putting week last week that probably is not going to repeat. But kind of like with Xander, he can just ball strike his way and make it up. I mean, I think he gained about five strokes T to green. That definitely can go up over, you know, four rounds. So, I mean, listen, you just have to, I think, accept that everybody is going to be on them. Uh, new price point for him. That's yeah. great. So, so, so is Hideki the one you want me to try and talk you off of? Oh, no. No, there's even a worse oh, case. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. You'll know who it is when he comes up. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I think we should talk about Hideki because based on his play, Ninety hundred dollars is not your price, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are paying for course history. Course history. So, yeah. so I mean, there. If you want to hang your hat on Hideki, there's that. The course history, he's really good here. I mean, we've also you also made that excuse last week at Tory Pines, and look what they got you. They got a T fifty finish, and uh, me laughing to the bank with my big short. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't. Um, I didn't play last week. Uh, <laughs> so, so breaking down what happened at Tory though, so. It was kind of a fluke. Mm-hmm. He actually lost strokes T to green last week, which doesn't happen a whole lot. I mean, like uh, my problem with him was more, listen, you just can't trust this guy. Like there's not much data on the POA with him. Like a lot of people are banking on, you know, events in his database. that were probably two, three years ago. They just aren't relevant now because he's kind of a mess. Well, he actually didn't put all that bad. I think he was about field average. So it was a ball striking that kind of got to him in the South course. So you got to think that's going to go up, but you also got to think the putting is going to go way down the other way, just because it's Hideki. Like you really think he's going to improve on field average when I don't think he's had a positive strokes game putting week in a year. Like I can't think of a single term he's at it. So, yeah. So where do I think Hideki's going to finish? I think he's going to be like hanging around 15th. I think he's going to have really a ball striking week. I think that's going to come back because this is a good golf course for him. He's fable. He's got good memories, but that putting is going to be an anchor again. And I think you just have to accept that there is a ceiling to Hideki as long as he continues to toe tap and be nervous on the greens like he is. And that's just how it is. So listen, if you want to pay, pay Hideki for instead uh, of web, Instead like, of Webb, and I don't want anything yeah. to do with I don't want to do have anything to do with Chalky Burger. Burger is going to be one of the high, if not the highest owned player, one of the highest owned players. I am having so much trouble finding a way to get out of Burger <laughs> because you're right, he is very chalky. I don't think I'm going to use Burger in DFS, but I mean, we'll talk about the outrights. I yeah. I couldn't get away. Like he checks every box, and yeah. it just. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the position I had with, with Abe answer back at the American express where the reasons for burger are actually really good this week. And just like they were for answer back in the Amex, he finished fourth or fifth or whatever it was. So, I mean, I, I, it's chalky, but I think this is good chalk. I I think the, I think the bad chalk here. And I mean, I, I think it's going to be Ryan Palmer and it's more to do with the fact that he gained seven and a half strokes putting 
He's only Tory Pines. He's not chalky. I mean, he's only coming in at like well, I, nine, I've heard, nine to well, ten percent. This is early in the week. I've heard yeah. his name bounce around a lot because, like, oh, Ryan Palmer continues to be solid. So right. uh, unless, I, I, unless I, I, I think he's going to one and done or any DFS lineup. Yeah, that, I think that, he's going to end up being popular again, and just because it's it's hard to repeat that putting number week to week. Now, listen, he's not a ball striking heater. He could raise it up, but I mean. <laughs> He couldn't do anything with fucking par fives. How the fuck did he not do anything with any of the par fives all goddamn week? It was odd. That's odd because he had a giant putting number and he couldn't do anything. He couldn't fucking do anything on the par fives. It was insane. Like I like. He gets, I, I dude, I was losing my mind. I think I even put it in the Slack chat. I was like, I don't even understand. Like, like he would have won that tournament if he had birdied half the par fives. Half. Yeah. No, that was. I don't know. I mean, the ball striking wasn't very good and I, the putting's going to come down. The question is how much then the ball striking come up this come week, back up. which it probably will. It just, I, you know, yeah, I, then it just it balances out. It, it's, it's, it's like, it's spot. like the reverse of Hideki. Like the putting is going to go down for a decade. The ball striking is going to go up. The putting's going to go down for Palmer. How much of the ball striking go up with him? You know, who knows? So uh, what do you think about Sung Jay this week? I love Sanjay this week. Oh, we are on the same guys, man. Did you read my article or something? Listen, man, listen, I, I click to get you the view. Okay. I don't like, well, this is why we don't really talk prior either. Like we'll shoot text back and forth. You send me those notes just kind of know where the fuck we're going. But like, I, I don't, I, I try not to let little parasites in my ear. I want my own, I want my own takes. And then you convince me on this thing to even leave people alone or let them go. And then if you're wrong, I scream at you. If you're right, I say, well, I was on them too. <laughs> very healthy relationship guys. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I love Sungjae too. I, I think things are starting to come together for him. He's it's been four tournaments where like either it's good ball striking, bad putting, good putting, bad ball striking. And the one weakness of all of him was the scrambling. And that I, I've heard a couple takes that scrambling is going to do well this week. I, I disagree because the greens are so big. So big. Yeah. And I mean, it just guys are being hitting greens and regulation at higher rates. So I, I, I think he's going to have a good ball striking week and he's not going to be you know, worrying too much about getting up and down for par. I, I, I kind of really like him this week. So yeah, I like him this week too. I, I got, um, I got him on some bets. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I mean, the only pivots in this range, because I mean, Hideki's going to get ownership because of English and Scotty. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going back with English just because a, because you're degenerate mind saying, you know, I'm off. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, he's still the same to me. He's still the same player. Like he hasn't really, even after last week, his numbers didn't really change all that much for me. So, uh, I mean, he did okay on the North course on Friday, kind of salvaged things. Listen, the South course demolished everybody, even on Thursday too. There was some big rounds yeah, that happened. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. None, none, none as big as his on fucking Thursday. Plus no, God, not as big seven. as his. So, uh, you know, I'm only giving pass Scotty. Listen, I, we already talked about I, Scotty. We, we got we got to take a break from Scotty. Let me try and make a case for Scotty. Okay. So, <laughs> so he played great on North Course, and just got blown out to sea on Friday. That was a completely random situation. So, unfortunately, he still looks like hell in the stats. I mean, like you look at his ball striking numbers, they're pretty weak compared to everybody else. Like if you combine his irons and putting, that's been the real problem with him going back since he came back from COVID. That isn't good. I mean, he played this tournament last year. wasn't very good. I, he is a pure GPP play. You know, okay. if you want to throw, if you want to throw, like a 50, if you want to throw like a 51 outright on him, whatever, I, I think, you know, that might be worth it, but just because he is Scotty Shuffler, but for me personally, there's a lot of other good options in this range that I can kind of build around that he, he has now shown this isn't just like a one-off thing with him. He has not been good since, I don't know. I think the CJ cup yeah, last fall. So he has not been good since COVID. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. And, and, and look, I, and I'm not, and I hate to use that as an excuse, man. And like, like fuck man, hope dude's healthy. You know what I mean? But I mean, shit, man with the smoke, this fire, like clearly there's something going on. Like maybe he doesn't have his breath or, you know, who knows what's going on with his home life. Maybe you don't, who knows? Like yeah. he just hasn't not been the same. Like yeah. he just hasn't. No, it, it, it hasn't, which is, it's, it's sad. sad. It sucks. He was, yeah. he was on a big heater last summer. 
Oh yeah, dude. He was fucking, he was, he was, he was the, he was the guy, right? He was everybody's dowling. So, all right, well, listen, uh, we'll go to the eight K range. Uh, I'll let you break it down. This is the range that fucking literally everyone is skipping over. The only people are who people are playing are the old fucking, uh, course history guys, Fowler, Bubba, and then everybody's on Henley cause the price is good. Other than that, yeah. everybody is skipping over this whole fucking range. I mean, someone out of here is going to emerge. Oh yeah, like, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's what always happens. So, I mean, I, I the case for Ricky this week is it seems like he's found something out of the swing change. I mean, he's gained 14 strokes tee to green over the last two tournaments. It's been the putter that hasn't been very good. I mean, I'm on him for a top 20 this week. We'll get to that a little later. Um, good ball striking eventually leads to good finishes on the leaderboard. That hasn't quite happened with him yet. At a golf course, it's familiar with him. The fact that he's hitting it this well, I'm willing to jump on, you know, 8600 bucks. He's getting a little bit popular. He doesn't really, I don't really love that, but you he's know, definitely catching there. steam. Um, everybody, every, so everybody's on him at whatever it's 40 to one yeah. for an outright shit. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go that far with the outright, but right. uh, I mean, with Bubba, uh, I think kind of like with JT, you know, I think the, the basically playing in a dome at Scottsdale is going to help them. You know, that in hindsight, that was a mistake I made. Uh, you know, not really factoring the weather with Torrey Pines and the wind and the rain with Bubba that you never want to use Bubba in the bad wind conditions because he curves the ball. And when there's wind, even <laughs> yeah, not, you know, here he should be in complete control. He knows the golf course. I, I, I think he's going to bounce back with vengeance this week. Um, okay. Henley and Siwoo Kim. So they are the best ball strikers in this range yep. and they're both. Well, Henley's getting popularity because I actually don't know. I actually don't. Know I mean, I, I thought he was, I mean, he was bad at the Amex. He's been kind of up and down and I'm not really sure why he's getting all the popularity, but I mean, I like him just because maybe I'm getting a little caught up with his outright price, which we'll get to later um, yeah. for DFS purposes. Like, listen, like kind of like his Harris English, he's still the same player after one bad round, of the stadium course yeah. that he was for that. I mean, the guy has been putting up excellent strokes, gain numbers, going back six months. It's legit. kind of like with Harris English at the central tournament champions, eventually won. Same thing with Siwoo Kim. Like, I mean, you know, he was putting up these awesome ball striking numbers that eventually cash in a win. Why can't Henley do that this week? So, and then with Siwoo, I mean, everything checks the boxes with him except for the course history. And I tried to go back and look at like why that is like, was he just not playing well coming in? Was he on a heater and just broke? And unfortunately the answer is it's both. Oh no. Phoenix open kind of broke hot streaks for him and he just was playing terrible coming in and it didn't work, but yeah. you know, talent prevails. Like I did see Tony Fina last year, miss four cuts and then finished T two last year. Randomly, you know, we kind of saw it last week with Xander. Yep. Eventually he made, the cut, he made the cut on the number and then just make you yeah. make the weekend. Anything can happen, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just the guy is playing unreal right now. Yeah. And I, this is a golf course that does fit him. So right. Yeah. The fact that he is, I, so I like Henley more for like tournament betting, but for DFS, I like Siwoo because of the less popularity. So that's going to be a pivot away from him there. And then everything else in this range, why, why don't we go with the guys you don't like? Cause you probably don't like the same guys. I don't, I do. Yeah. So I can't, I can't go back to Brooks. Um, I, I, I don't know why, why the hell is everybody on? Like I, I, I I'm looking at the, the, uh, the stat place now. And Billy Ho is is low, but I hear everybody talking about him like he's going to be popular. Like what? So why? I kind of has fun on sixteen. Like who gives a shit? I kind of have a funny feeling about Horschel this week. I think he has a bounce back week. Just because, so. and, and it's all because I think be, it's I think he's going to have some sort of like insane putting week, like gain six or seven strokes, and that gives him like a top like 15 finish or something. So, I mean, he, he putted great the Sony and the reason why to fade him last week was, well, he Pines only fit, um, right. he's going to regress and he had a bad putting week. Well, bad putting round. And then I think it's just going to bounce back this week. So I think I might go back to wolf. <laughs> why? <laughs> Cause he's dude. He literally, he literally fucked us with a sandpaper condom last week and everybody feels the same way. He's going to be like two or 3% owned. So I think he's in the same category as Shepard, where as we know we understand the raw talent, we understand his high ceiling. Right. I think for a GPP, it's worth it just because yeah, we we can do. And listen, like 
as long as he's not hitting it like two fairways over, like he was doing at Tory, like he should be fine. The rough isn't that penal here. Nice he's in weather. elevation. He doesn't have to worry. Yeah, he should be able to get it over all the bunkers, but man, like he doesn't know where it's going off the tee. And yeah. I, I, I think depending on what you do, you know, if you're doing GP, G, a, a large GPP, I think you should throw him in. If you're doing a 50, 50, I think you should be nowhere. Oh, near. hell no. He's definitely not a fucking cash play. Right? I think if you want, if you want to bet him outright, I think that's a good bet. If you want to put him in a matchup against someone, I think you're foolish. Yeah. yeah. So matchups, I, matchups, no good. Outrights and GPPs. And I think I, I haven't written down for a top 20. I think I had it written down for top 20. I can't remember my own handwriting at this point, but uh, I don't even like the top 20. It seems like it's like second or yeah. miscut. Yeah, maybe. So maybe. I think at that point, I think I just want to bet the outright and sweat that at like you 50 know. to one or 60 one, whatever it is. Well, you're done again, on Thursday. What, what is he like? <laughs> plus 200 for a top 20. I, I don't know. If I yeah. Want I don't even, act, I actually skipped over him. I don't even have him down. I, the only, the only right. thing I have money on right now is, is I got uh uh, whatever. We'll get to that in the betting section, but I don't have any money on Wolf yet. Uh, I've been okay. toying with it all day. Uh, all right. Um, but yeah, listen, fucking 4% on whatever GPP is a good spot. Um, I, Woodland still just doesn't seem right to me. Like, I yeah, feel, I mean, he couldn't get put together four rounds last week. I don't know. He's not healthy. I'm not sure. And I, and I'm on Siwoo. I don't give a shit about his course history. Like, dude, okay. I mean, like I, I, he just won two goddamn weeks ago. Showed up fine this week, right? Fine. He showed up fine. Nothing great, but listen, fucking if nobody's going to be on him, the guy's fucking world-class fucking ball striker. Like if he can putt average, he's fine. Like he'll okay. be fine. It's $8,100 for a guy who won two weeks ago. Mm. Anything, uh, any thoughts on your boy, Louie or no, no, he, uh, no, I, I don't have a feel for him yet. All right. I'm uh I'm full fade on Louie this week. Yeah. Like I, I just like, mm. well, he gained seven strokes putting at Tory. Um, Loss on ball striking. I don't think the ball striking has been good enough long term for him to really cover that because that number is going yeah, down. It's a, it's a so, big putting yeah. number. We'll, we'll talk about Louis later and how uh, how I'm fading him. All right, sounds good. All right, so the seven K range, obviously a lot of goddamn names in here. Um, so the ones I like, I'm going back to Homa. Uh, apparently he's from Arizona. I always think that helps, right? Used to used to play in there. I love Corey Connors. Fucking great ball spiker, <laughs> spiker. Yes, a spiker. A great ball spiker. Oh my god, I did it again. A great ball striker. You can't putt worth a shit, but I'll take it. Like whatever. Like I like. I like Corey Connors this week. Ortiz, I like as well. And then that's for the upper range. For the lower to mid range, I mean, really, it's just. Uh, uh, I'm I'm actually off Luke List this week. You should be proud of me. Uh, wow, that so is I, big of you. It is big of me. How, yeah, I was like, this, how come you're off this week? Because there's no fucking way he's going top twenty to top ten again. And like I was dicking around with Fantasy National and figuring out like where he was plays. He plays well at hard courses. This is not a hard course. Got that take from someone else today. I know. I swear to God, fucking like you look so, at. Like, I heard someone else say that. Exactly. Did you? No, no. I told you the only thing I listened to this week was the G Gen's podcast. That was it. That was the only thing I fucking listened to. Unless I read it somewhere. Like I swear I came like I like when I was clicking through trying to figure out who in this range. because uh, I liked fuck now I lost it. Uh, so Munez. I am I'm back on Munez. Okay. Right. Seventy one hundred. He's he's and I don't like chalky. That's it. I mean, that's pretty much it in this range. Oh, Ches Reavy. <laughs> Ches Reavy. <laughs> Just fucking. Ah, uh, Ches Reavy. He's making his appearance again. Yeah, come All on, man. Right. It's I mean, back. I mean, so do you? So with this range, yeah. Like we said before, there are a lot of like it's it's not really concentrated on like one or two or three guys. It's spread out, but it's it's basically the same types of players in this range. It's really good ball strikers. You know, they're pretty kind of streaky on around the greens, but. I mean, you're Corey Connors, you know, he's got a ton of love. And I mean, listen, he checks a lot of boxes. I can't really fault you, but he's going to have probably 15, 16% ownership. Hamrick Norlander is the guy this week at 7,500 bucks. I mean, listen, he's been playing great. I mean, I think he's gained over a stroke per round TD green over his last like 16 rounds. And you know, he's, he fits the mold of had a great ball striking. We actually lost strokes putting. So, you know, I mean, he's. I, I can see why everybody's on, but like literally everybody's on them. Uh, you know, one guy I haven't heard a whole lot of love for Chris Kirk, 
you know, he's playing really well since he secured his uh, PGA Tour card at the Sony. Came back at the Amex next, the next week. I thought he was going to fade. He actually played really well. He's getting 12 strokes tee to green last two tournaments. So, listen, the guy's got a new lease on life, and he's got an okay course history here. Um, he's starting to putt a little better, too. I really like him this week. So, I, I think he's more of a bet for a top 20 or maybe even a top 10 because he is – literally the most owned guy other than Corey Connors. He's, he's tied with Corey Connors right now. See, I mean, I, I, I think that that's where I'm going to, I'm looking for good shock and bad shock. And I mean, listen, Chris Kirk, before he went to rehab, <laughs> he made a president's tough cup team. He was a really good player. And if that's Chris Kirk right now, I mean, he's, I mean, he probably, if, if he's playing like he did back when he was like 2015, 2016, he'd be like an $8,000, $8,500 player. Okay. So, I mean, he's, he's that good. So if he's I mean, back, he's I mean, speed. So that's definitely fucking value. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, like, you know, Sam Burns is up here too. Like, oh. I mean, well, he fits the golf course though. So, I mean, I could see that coming back. You know, I think Brendan Steele's getting some love this week. I, I see the argument. He's a good ball striker. He tends to play well on these bent POA services, like at Safeway and the Amex and here. So, oh. you know, that's good for him too. Like, you know, Pan Kazire is another guy. He's playing pretty well. Like he doesn't pop up in the ball striking numbers, but you know, he's been hitting a little better lately. Maybe that's someone to go back to, you know, like Munoz, you said him, but I, I think overall you have to be really careful in this range. And honestly, I, in a couple of the builds I did, I maybe only used one of these guys and I kind of skipped over a lot of it. I, I, I don't want to hit the landmine. Yeah. In this range. And, and there, there will be multiple. And we're going to talk about somebody later who I think is going to be the big landmine. What do you think about Ortiz? I don't like him. Okay. And I will save that for the betting section. Okay. All right. That works. All right. So, uh, dumpster dive time. Um, this is where I'm going to need you to talk me off somebody, but I'm going to need you to, uh, go ahead and start it. Why don't you tell us why why don't you start it off then? If you want me to talk you off them, because maybe we're on the same guy. (laughs) So I'll leave him for last. So I like, I like Higgs. Uh, I know he just made the cut last week. You uh, always like Higgs. I do, but you know what? It was funny as I, I always say I like Higgs and then like, I'm like, all right. And then I like, I fucking like never play him like ever. Right. And I'm like, damn it. Like he made the cut or like, you know, he, he finished. Okay. I always talk myself off him at the end. Um, okay. so this week I think I'm actually going to play him. Um, and then, uh, I think I'm going to go back to Patrick Rogers bomber, whatever. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of lost in this section. Uh, shank. Again, because he's my binky in this area, right? The guy I need you to talk me off is the guy who I supposedly killed. I need you to talk me off Keeks, bro. Oh, man, really? Yeah, bro. You need to talk me off Keeks. I he's mean, listen, listen, he is statistically the best ball striker in this range. I, I mean, know. I think, like, if he, like I, I combine, I do a composite of, like, long-term and short-term ball striking. He's gained well over a stroke T to green. He's so you know, good. During that, like, Keeks in course history, good iron player. Man, though, like, can you really stomach like him gaining like seven strokes T to green, like losing eight ball with his putter? Because that probably is going to happen again. I mean, I've done it before, so. Right. <laughs> well, that that wasn't the guy I thought you were going to mention. Who do you think I was going to hit? I thought it was going to be this guy. I'm I'm a bunch of Harold Barner the third, and I'm going to oh, yeah. He I I almost used him last weekend. I, I did too. The course history got me off him and he was terrible, but listen, I'm going back to him again. Like he's, he's got some length off the tee. He's a really good ball striker. Listen, the putter is terrible, but there's a lot of guys that have done well here, you know, and especially in this range too, they're like really just solid quality, proper ball strikers and just can't putt. And he's one of those guys. And, and he's a good you know, dude I, to root for too, man. That's a, that's a fun dude to root for, man. Like yeah. HB three seems like, yeah, like a good dude. Yeah, so I'm gonna be on him. You know, Lucas Glover is another solid ball striker in this range, and just listen. I mean, like, I just need to get to the green and just make him not make a mess of himself. Like, listen, what is he like, sixty, seven hundred? I don't need, I don't need like all that much from him. Like, listen, a made cut, like you know, finishes inside top thirty, I'll take that all day with him. So I think he can do that. Uh, going back to Doc Redman this week, just because, listen, he's a great he ball striker. I think he actually fits his course. I think he's a poor man's Sungjae, actually. So how because the fuck, he's, he's, so I wondered that, right? I'm like, man, how the fuck is no one talking about him? I was like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe he just doesn't fit this course. There's literally no one talking about Doc Redman. So I think he's going to win this year on tour. So he's a terrible scrambler. 
That's yeah. his kryptonite, but he's great off the tee, great with his irons. He's a little squirrel with a putter, but listen, like, I, I don't think scrambling is going to matter all that much because if, if he's hits greens at high rates, which he definitely can do, you know, that should be a problem. And then, listen, they're like, kind of like last week, there was a lot of these cheap bombers that you kind of like, like, you know, a lot, some of them may, has some pretty good success. There are some cheap ball strikers in this range. You know, Keegan, you just mentioned him, though. Cameron Tringali, he had a good finish to the tournament last week, but listen, I mean, he's just a. He's boring, but I mean, yeah, I, the course uh, history isn't great. So that's a knock on him. Uh, Kevin Streelman always seems like he's solid on these like overseas golf courses, you know, Ryan Moore, his season hasn't started off very well, but he's still hitting the ball. Okay. He's got a good course history. Like yeah. it could work. Kyle Stanley's a former winner here. He's just a solid player. You know, Matthew Neesmith showed a little bit Tory. They didn't keep the momentum going. So I mean, I, I, I find myself doing a lot of stars and scrubs. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm heavy on JT this week and then getting a couple of the $9,000 guys and then just jumping down to some of these guys and under $7,000 range. Cause I mean, listen, they're good ball strikers and yeah. that's what matters this week. And I think they're just as good as some of the guys at $7,000 range as far as T to green. So, huh. I mean, that's, that's basically where I'm living this week. All right, man. Can't fault you that for uh, so uh, listen before we get to the big shot and the one and done and then betting. Uh listen, you want to get an advantage over your sports book when it comes to the betting on the Super Bowl, you need to download BetQL. The only app you'll need to make smart bets. They got you covered with Super Super Bowl for the super super bowl with data on 80 plus prop bets. Their algorithms have simulated the chiefs and Buccaneers over 10,000 times to find the best prop bets for the big game. Plus BetQL has sharp data for the college basketball, NBA, NHL, and of course the Super Bowl. So if you want an inside edge for the who's who of pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus they have tons of sports books offers for your state. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. The best part of BetQL is running a Super Bowl special for a 50% off. Head to BetQL.com and enter code SGP50 for 50% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP 50 at betql.com. That might've been my worst read ever. There was uh <laughs> there was uh there was some grammatical errors in there that my brain read and should have just skipped over. Those, yeah. Those not, those I mean, right. Pulling back the kernel, but we had to start the show over cause uh, he had a Ron Burgundy <laughs> moment, which he just, as you just saw, he just had again. That's so. it. I just read what's in front of me. I'm like, God we're, uh, we're also going to get sued. We're also going to get sued because apparently we can't say Super Bowl on podcasts. So they'll, uh, they'll sue. I'm not. I'm not going to get sued. We got to say the the big game. The big game. The big yep. game. Listen, the Super Bowl's a Super Bowl. Who gives a shit? Fucking Christ. Man, dude, uh, now I got to call my lawyer, man. Yeah, right? so listen, I used to have a lawyer on retainer. Those guys are expensive. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the, um, all right, man. So who's your big short for the week? You hit it last week, so you got to come again. Let's go. Come so I'm, I'm going a little different angle, and like usually it's one of the more expensive guys, but like I can't really like a lot of the popular players. Like, I mean, it's dangerous. I kind of agree, and I can't find a big reason to fade them. Like, you know, and then a lot of the you know guys I don't like, they're not really popular, so <laughs> no really reason to do it. But so Henrik Norlander. Okay. So I I understand on paper he looks. Phenomenal. Like, I mean, he's coming off a great trend at Tory Pines where he gained a ton of strokes T to green. Ball striking numbers look great. Literally every person <laughs> this week has talked up Henrik Norlander. And listen, I love the guy. I think he's a good player, but like, how many times have we seen this before? Where this chalky mid low seven thousand dollar guy gets all the talk and like he's getting a lot of steam for outrights this week too. Like let's pump for the real? Ranks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's out. like one hundred twenty five to one. I've heard a lot of people jumping on him. Like let's let's pump the brakes. Pump like the brace. pump. The so brace. I think Henrik Norlander is the chalk bust of the week and he misses the cut, which hurts me because I actually have him in a matchup this week. That we'll talk about later, and I hope I'm wrong. But and you maybe put the money down. Well, so <laughs> well, maybe yeah, I already put the money down. Maybe the person I fade him against, you know, probably will just finish worse and I just right. cash it anyways. But I, I just I, I hear all this buzz, and I, I, I love this guy. I think he's good. Like I was on him last summer a lot. You know, when before people really knew he was breaking out, and he just is so popular, and I, I see the car crash coming. So I think Norlander is going to miss the cut. And he's chalky as fuck, dude. He's fucking 15%. 15% yeah. is chalky as shit in that range. So, there you go. yeah, man. Sweet. All right. Good big shot. I'll take it. Fucking, 
All right, so one and done. I talked myself out of Fina last week because I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> you um, let me out. I let you have Fina because you, you yeah. spooked me with some weird stat that got in my brain, and that's how. That, that that's was a stat that's supposed to help you, by the way. Oh, it was like, hey, fifty-fifty. I was like, ah, I don't want fifty-fifty. <laughs> did I mean? I, I bet if I did that analysis for a lot of golfers, that like he would be towards the top of the list as far as consistency. Yeah, yeah, listen, I hear you. Listen, I understand. But what I'm saying is, is like, I, I was so squirrely after the first two weeks. I was like, ah, fuck it. I want somebody who seems more solid. Like, may, I don't need a top twenty. Like, I need somebody who can win. And fucking whatever. I fucked up. Whatever. It works. Um, all right, man. So who are you looking at? So here's, I have a conundrum. Right. So ideally I would like to use Berger, but I already used him. Okay. Uh, I already used Henley. So he's off the table. So, so I'm staring at like, I mean, you got the chalk plays, Ron, yep. JT, Xander, Rory Webb. It's not big enough purse. I don't think I want to use them. No, nah, not yet. Then Wait. I dip down. Like, I don't do I really want to join everybody on Hideki this week <laughs> when I think his ceiling is capped? No. Do I really want to go Bubba this week? No. I mean, maybe. I mean, I got Riviera coming up with him. I don't know. Do I want to go Ricky? When the fuck else would you use Ricky? I guess would be the argument for that. I might go Sungjae. I have a really good feeling about Sungjae this week. No, it's just terrifying because he cannot be trusted after some of the conduct we've seen out of him the last couple weeks. But listen, I mean, he clawed his way all the way back to second before, you know, melting down. He was leading the tournament at the Amex for melting down. And God, I just hope he doesn't melt down this week. So I, I, I'm trying to think about where else I can use it. I guess I can use a Honda, but yeah, Honda's a good one. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's also a tournament that like, it's kind of a crapshoot year after year. Like you'll see one guy do really well and then he'll just miss a cut the next year. You know, I mean, other than that, I mean, like, I guess there's some Bermuda golf course I can use, but there's some other Bermuda guys I can use. So <laughs> I think I'm going Sungjae this week. Pull the trigger, man. I had, I had, all right, let's do na- it. I had two names written down burger and him. <laughs> so you made the decision for me. You took fucking him. I'll take burger. Call it no, a fuck. hold on. So you want nothing to do with burger this week with like DFS. You think he's nope. way too listen, stocky. I, listen, he's I, your listen. one and done pick. Yes. Yes. Listen, every time I've thought about it way too much, instead of just fucking thinking about the stats and where things should go and fucking put my own stupid thoughts into it. It has not gone right. I think I've, I think I've missed three cuts in a row, bro. I made one fucking cut. Okay. Dude, I talked myself off a of few now. You understand you are mushing the most popular pick this week. Is this, is this part of your evil plan? It might be, sir. It yeah. Be. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Uh, I'm like the head terrorist. I'll fuck it with the GME stock. All right. That's it. I'm, I'm shutting like a motherfucker, uh, <laughs> but I'm taking burger. Like I literally have two names written down. I had Hideki and then I scratched it out. Cause I told myself I wouldn't do that. Um, so I had three names scratched out Hideki on my last cigarette before we came to the show. And I had two and I was like, it's like, if he picks, if he picks one, great. If he doesn't hit any of them, I'm going to make him talk me into one of them. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm always talking to Burger. Burger. I love that guy. So, all right. So I'm on Burger. Fuck it. All right. Uh, let's get to, uh, get the bets or do That's we have any, uh, do we have more housekeeping? Yeah, we have uh, actually a little more housekeeping. Good call. All right, there we go. All right. So, Oh Christ. All right. So before we get to the first round, <laughs> before we get to the first round leaders, the outrights and all the good stuff, man, we've been ri- making a lot of goddamn hay. All right. Uh, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DJs only care about sports betting. The best part is, is you'll get free picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sports game slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification every time a new video is posted. Uh, last week uh, we hit some stuff. Uh, but like I said, come to the slack and, uh, and get some more picks the week before we crushed it. I think I had every fucking thing we talked about. Um, so go to sports gambling slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. And, uh, just cause I don't want to have to do it at the end and, uh, nobody listens to the end. Let's get some better edge. Ah, better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets. It allows you to buy and sell positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no big. And since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there's no house and you can play in 40 States. Plus they're about to start doing weekly college basketball contests Wednesday and Saturday, $10 to enter. And each user will start with a thousand edge coins to wager on the games and the player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees. It's a battle Royale winner. Take all find the link under the competition tab, sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R 
edge.com promo code S G B. All right. Housekeeping done. There we go. You did a magnificent job. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. So first round leaders, who you got? Why don't you go? I'm not prepared yet. Why don't, why don't you go? All right, uh, fine, fine, fine. So, so I, so I like uh, Willie Z at 331. Connor is 551. Uh, Munez 700 to one or 70 to one, whatever. Um, no, it's 700 to one. And uh, Keegan 900 to one. And then I'm debating between. So he, I always get cute with the first round leaders. I always think I throw this here, throw this there, and all of a sudden I'm fucking two hundred dollars deep in fucking you know first round leader bets. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like I gotta narrow this down a little bit. Um, but Straka and Sabatini, and then Revi at uh, you know eleven hundred to one. That what do you think about Straka? That dude can't put his way out of a paper bag. You think he's gonna be first round leader? You never know. All right, I guess you never know. I'd like the scratch offs, bro. You know what I mean? Like I like that is true. You know what I mean? Like I like holy shit. I just fucking fucking threw down twenty bucks and I made twenty two hundred dollars. That's fun mm-hmm. shit, man. Like I don't expect to hit him, but I I like the excitement of it. All right. So look at the first round leaders from the last four years. So Wyndham Clark was first round leader last year. Year before that, it was a three way tie between JT Fowler and Harold Varner third. Year before that, it was Bill Haas. Okay. Uh, when he had still had a career and then uh Kucher, uh four years ago. So honestly, kind of a mix of a lot of things, you know, winning cars, a bomber, JT's good at a lot of things. Fowler's good at a lot of things. Varner's kind of a bomber, Bill Haas and Kucher kind of scrubs. So, I mean, I guess just try and find Varner's a hot a pot. scrub. Was you think that? Varner's a scrub? No, Kucher. Oh, Kucher. Yeah. yeah no, Varner's a quality player. Okay. Kucher is no longer a quality player. We'll, no. we'll get to him later. So <laughs> I mean, as, as far as like guys, I think it would come out first from there, you know, come out on fire. Like I mean, I can see Harris English at 30 to one, you know, at, you know, after a terrible tournament, Tory Pines come out on fire, you know, maybe Sung Jay catches fire and gets me all excited at 35 to one, um, you know, looking down the card here, man, how good would it be if Matthew Wolf just lights it on fire? 55 to one. First <sighs> I know. Uh, and then a couple of long shots, you know, Pat and Kazire, 75 to one. Um, Adam Hadwin, eight to one. And let's go with JT post and one ten to one. Cause why not? You know? All right. I like it. There you go. I like it. All right. All right. So we got top tens. Well, I mean, so one of the guys I liked this week was Bubba. And just because I think the weather can just going to come out well for him. It's good golf course. I think it's going to go a lot better this week. You get him top 10 plus 450. Uh, I like that Solid price a lot. So, yeah. and then see, will Kim, like just kind of the arguments we had made earlier. Listen, like I understand the course history is bad, but he's playing awesome golf. And at some point talent prevails. And I think his top 10 price is like plus 600 plus 650. So yeah, I'm in on that too. And mm-hmm. listen, if it doesn't work out, whatever, six to one, but I just, I believe in the player. I think he's a good fifth of his golf course. I think he's being overlooked this week. All right. Listen, I like it. So for my top 10, I'm taking uh Willie Z 35 to one Palmer, 45 to one and Munez at 90 to one. Why is that? So Palmer, I mean, listen, man, he has been playing really well. <laughs> yes. Like unless I pick him, he's playing well. And I can't just superstition myself out of playing him well. And I think Willie Z has, has the irons to play. Like I, he does like, I, especially in a, a place like this. What, what did he come in last week? Who Palmer? No, Willie Z was he, he was like, yeah, it was like four, eight, right? So whatever top 10, let's do it back to back. And Munez is, uh, I just think it's a good number, man. Fucking nine to one for a guy who everybody was just sweating balls on fucking at the end of the fall tour, including myself, like whatever, give me a shot. Fucking 90 to one. I'll take it. Okay. All right. I'm a fan of both. So, all right. I mean, as far as top twenties for me, I like, I, I got a Ricky earlier. I don't fully trust him, but I found a pl- top 20 plus 200. I believe in the ball striking, like kind of like a couple of weeks ago where that was my jumping off point with Ricky. I think he finished like 21st to kind of like just miss the top 20. Just missed it, yeah. I'm going back this week. I mean, I've seen enough with the T to green game. He's been good at this tournament. Like I'll do that. And then, I mean, I, on the sports podcast.com, there's a list of guys that are top twenties that I think are under consideration. I'm still mulling over which ones specifically I want to do, but I think the list I have is pretty solid and, you know, just pick four or five out of that list and, you know, see what happens. 
Yeah, I mean, think about last week, man. Fucking Luke List fucking got us a top 20. <laughs> yeah. got, got, got me a top 20 anyway. There you go. <laughs> that, that helped fucking save my week, man. Like, instead of a bloodbath, I was like, woohoo, almost break even. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Um, All right, how about, uh, how about some matchups? What are you, uh, what are you on? Oh. So I, I'm at, so let me, th- I like Homa for a top 20. I'm with you on Fowler, but I like Homa, uh, he's 30 to one for a top 20. Oh, you mean three to one? Top yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever. Fucking there you go. My, my handwriting is terrible. All right. What uh, about, uh, what, what about matchups? You got the matchups? matchups. The one that stands out to me the most, man, you can get plus money on JT against Rom. And you know me, I'm a fucking Rom guy. But anytime you're going to give me plus money with JT against fucking anybody, I am blindly putting my money down and saying I'm either winning it or just fucking take it. I don't care. So I, I am on that too, but I found plus one and a half strokes at like minus one twenty. Like, I mean, I know I'm paying a little juice. That's not crazy. So oh, I don't, the fact that he can take, like, I think what, what was he like plus one Oh five or something? Or plus I got, I got, I actually, I, I, this is one I put money on. I got him at plus one ten. Okay. So listen, Four. I can get one and a half strokes. At minus one twenty. Yeah, yeah. I should yeah. probably, I should probably do that. Too. Yeah, I, I, Rom was Rom. Was, I there was a, I mean, he was favorite over like Xander and like Rory. You get plus one and a half strokes on, you know, on Rom for that. Like that's basically a coin flip for all of them. So especially I, because we have a little bit of concerns with the putter. So, yep. I, I, I like those a lot. Um. All right. So what else? What else you got? I got uh, Munez over Cooch at plus one oh five. Shit. I'm on that too. Are you? <laughs> yeah. And then I got, and this, you might not like this one. I like uh, Will Z over uh, Henley at uh, one twenty-five minus one. All right. All right. See, I'm a, I'm on Will Z, but I got him over Louis, and oh, that that's what minus one thirty. What's minus one thirty? Okay. And I just listen. Right. The the putting like over that. Louis was seven. I'm gonna fade that. Like I don't love that Zalatoris is so popular. I'm worried the public's gonna mush him, but. I think he can at least, you know, do enough to beat Louis this week. Uh, a couple of hours I'm on, like what I mentioned earlier, the matchup I'm uh, with Henrik Norlander. Uh, not only can you get Munoz over Kucher at plus 110, you can get Norlander over Kucher at plus 105. I'm on both this week. Um, I'm on Grio minus 115 over Sabatini. Kind of like the same thing with Rose Alatoris, just that Grio is a really good ball striker. I think he's going to bounce back from last week. He didn't have a good performance. Sabatini gained most of his strokes putting, and he's been a good putter, but. I think that kind of fades this week. It's hard to sustain that. Um, and then the matchup I referred to earlier about fading Carlos Ortiz, you get Chris Kirk minus one Oh five over Ortiz, you know, Ortiz hasn't actually hit been hitting the ball that great. Even when he won at Houston, I think he gained like 10 or 11 strokes putting. He didn't hit the ball that great that week. Didn't hit the ball great last week. You know, he putted pretty well. And then he had that final round fade. I think there's a little bit of a hangover there. I really like Chris Kirk this week and he's an underdog here and so I'm going to take him head to head over him. What's his top 20 number? What's Kirk's top 20 number? Kirk, I think he's plus plus 350. I saw that on a on a book I'm on. All right, maybe I'll throw him in on a top 10 because 350 doesn't get my juices flowing. All right, the, uh, <laughs> see, uh, all right. So outright, I already told you. I took JT eight to one. Um, I took JT eight to one. I got him at 30 to one. Those are the only two ones I have down already. I'm flirting with uh, Will Z 45 to one, uh, Connor 66 to one, and then Xander at 10 to one. Only because he looked so fucking good last week. You have to make it a number on the cut. Like wow. So you're on JT and Xander. Yeah, man. So, but here's the only thing. So I was talking to Tommy about this. Like the only thing that drives me fucking nuts about it's so hard because you have to bet these guys like you're betting a fucking football game, right? Or it doesn't make any sense, right? You got to bet 200 bucks for a guy who's going to beat 160 guys. It makes no sense. The fucking EV is not there. It's a fucking nightmare to make it worth it. So I'm not on X yet. And I took JT over that and it's like, fine. Like, like I'll take my, I'll take JT. Cause I really think he's going to win. I, I wrote X down, but I don't think I can pull the trigger on two short guys like that, but I really like him. Uh, and I think I'll, I'll think I'll definitely end up throwing some down on Willie Z and Connors. So that's where I'm at. All right. So I'm still mulling over if I wanted to make the plunge on JT. I mean, I, I've looked at a couple of other ways to make money off him, you know, with matchups and everything. Yeah, you're, pro- you're probably better but off. But I mean, I, I I'm not going crazy on outrights this week because I I really do think he's just gonna win and just. So if you think he's gonna win, I gotta give a shit what the number is, right? Who cares if it's fucking two to one? It's still two to one and money, money, right? Doesn't matter. All right, I'll put some money on it. <laughs> All right, I mean. So Berger is very chalky this week with everybody. It seems like he's the Adam Scott, Ryan Palmer from last week, you know, answer the previous week of just the industry just on him. 
but listen, they got to get it right sometime. And I can't really, I, there's nothing like the last couple of weeks where I'm like, all right, I mean, they're on him. I could poke holes in this same thing with the answer from a couple of weeks ago. Burger. I just, I can't like, I mean, everything that looks good on the sheets, it's got good course history. I like his fit for the golf course, 22 to one. It's not crazy. You know, I'm not going all that nuts and outrage this week anyway. So I'm on him. I'm on Sung J with you at 30 to one. I got really high hopes. I like the number and then I'm on Henley at 71. I think he's getting punished too much for the American express. I mean, we saw with Harris English, he put up these massive strokes gain numbers. Eventually it broke through its century. Same thing at Siwoo a couple of weeks ago. He put up these massive strokes gain numbers, finally broke through at the American express. Why can't Henley? I mean, he was leading the CJ cup against a really strong field. He was, you know, going toe to toe with Xander and Terrell Hatton, the guy we love and listen in the final rounding. I mean, he played okay in the final round didn't go his yeah. way, but 70 to one, like he was 35, 41 at the annex. And I know it was a weaker field, but so he's still the same player. It didn't really do much to his numbers. So I I'm on him too. I, I, I like that this all week. All right. I like it, man. All right. Well, listen, we got all that shit going. So listen, make sure to pay attention for Steve's cross sport betting. Fucking you said it's coming out Friday. Yeah. They, uh, they usually come out a couple of books have put a few of them on, but they don't, it's not the real ones where it's like, all right, take Ricky Fowler's final round score minus or plus oh, yeah. 18 and a half over Tyreek Hill yards. Like yeah. that's the stuff I love. Fuck yeah. So <laughs> yeah, those usually come out on Wednesday and a PSA that everybody wants to bet them. You don't, when they come out, you don't have to rush the bet them unless you want to actually get the price. They're only on things that happen on Sunday. So you got time. You don't have to, you know, they stay open through the tournament. You can kind of see how guys do and how they're playing before you can, you know, jump off there. And also if you do get down before, before Friday, I'm one of the guys and they miss the cut, the bets, no action. So that's how you protect yourself a little bit. You don't have to worry about them making the weekend, but uh, you don't have to rush out to get it, um, you know, digest it, break it down. I'll tell you the ways you should approach it and how you handicap it. And then hopefully we'll uh, get some winners. Yeah, absolutely. Go. So definitely pay attention, put your alerts on fucking for uh, SGPN and anybody else myself. I'll fucking tweet it. Um, yeah. Listen, uh, let's go make some fucking money this weekend, man. Waste management. We actually got fans back this week. Uh, let's go, man. Fucking. So for myself, fucking Boston Capra and Steve Shermer, green screens, motherfuckers. Let's go. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.